all of our guests. We are grateful that you are with us. Encourage you to be back with us and become a part of this great church. If you have your Bible, if you would, turn with me to the book of Isaiah. I'll read the first verse of this great chapter, Isaiah 43. We'll share some thoughts from the prophet today and hope that it will profit you and that you will take the word that you receive and respond to it and reap a result from that response. We know that our response to the word of God is what brings the result. It's not sufficient to simply be hearers of the word, but we must be doers also. For those of you that are making New Year's resolutions, perhaps you could make a resolution today to not just hear the word, but obey and respond to the word so that you can have the result that the scriptures say that you can. The word of the Lord from Isaiah 43, I'll read the first verse. But now, somebody say, but now. I'm actually going to preach today, but now. But now, thus saith the Lord, that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. Somebody say, fear not. Why? For I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. What a comforting word on the first Sunday of a new year that we are His, that He has redeemed us and called us by name. He knows exactly who you are and where you are, and I believe that things are different now. But now, is there anybody thankful that there's a God in glory that knows your name and has paid the price for your salvation? You ought to clap your hands and lift your voice and rejoice for just a moment that God did that for you. I thank you, Lord, for redemption. I thank you, Lord, for help hope and healing. I thank you, Lord, for who you are and the fact that you know who I am. But now, God bless you and you may be seated. As I look into the Gospel of St. Matthew, I find the sixth chapter concludes with this particular verse. And the interpretation of that verse is this. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come when the time comes. I want somebody to understand that we are in the midst of a pandemic. It seems that perhaps it's getting worse instead of better. I want you to understand something and let it be stated very clearly. If you're waiting for this world to get better, you're in sad shape today. This world is not getting better. We are only going to see it get worse and spiral out of control. But as that happens, I want you to understand something as the church. As the world gets worse, the church gets better. As the world gets worse, God gets better. The darker the night, the brighter the light. I want somebody to quit focusing on the past and the problems thereof and say, oh, but the future doesn't look good and understand that the God of this moment, the God of right now is ready to pick you up, turn you around, set your feet on solid ground, take you out of the trouble, deliver you from the difficulty, set you free from the situation. Somebody say, but now. You see, whenever I read this passage, but now, that helps me to understand that what's taken place and transpired 
prior to this present moment doesn't come into play. That today is a new day. How many of you like new beginnings? The fact that we're off to a fresh start. That we don't have to go back to the trouble and trial of 2021. But right now, today, the very first Sunday, we can make up our mind that this is going to be the best year yet. Is there anybody that wants to speak a word of faith and say, I'm going to see my family saved. I'm going to grow stronger in Christ. We're going to see revival at the roundabout. Is there anybody that wants to believe that there's something that's going to happen this year that's going to be better than last year? Oh, sit there silent if you want to, but not me today. I'm ready to say this is going to be the best year yet. I don't want to live in the past. I don't want to deal with the problems of the pandemic. I want to believe that there's hope for my future and it starts now. But now, oh wait, pastor, let me tell you about all the trouble. Let me tell you about all the trials. Let me tell you about all my difficulty, all the circumstance, all the situation that's going to keep me from having what he has for me. I don't want to hear it. I apologize. I'm sorry. I don't want to hear all of the negative. You know what? I get enough negativity when I pick up the phone. I get enough negativity when I read it in newsprint. Everything that this world has to offer is negative, negative, negative. Just pick up your phone. Read the headlines of the day. Every day I do it, I get depressed. And I've said, I just need to quit reading about how bad it is. And start getting into the Word and find out how good God is. He's saying here, but now, but now, quit worrying about the future. Quit crying about the past. And start celebrating in the moment that God has given us. This is the day that the Lord hath made. And I will rejoice. It's a choice to rejoice. You decided when you walked in that door. I'm going to sit there and sing the blues. Or I'm going to sing the songs of Zion. And celebrate that my Savior is able to deliver me. Set me free. Pick me up. Turn me around. Set my feet on song. But now... But now, that means that the one that's making the statement is making a statement in those two simple words, but now. The statement that he is making is that it's going to be different. He did not say as it continues. He says, but now. But now, saith the Lord. Saith the Lord that created thee. O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. Let me say those two words. Fear not. Fear is the motivating factor for the problems the pandemic have produced. Fear. Everything that has been orchestrated has been orchestrated with fear as the motivating factor. How many of you remember when all this started? I mean, I never dreamed that it could shut down a society, but it did. The reason why it did is because fear mongers were the ones in charge of selling to all of us what it was. 
I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about the problems that we have. I want you to understand. I know that we have them. I see. I'm not not burying my head in the sand. I'm not here today acting like everything's fine. I want you to know. I know how bad it's been. And I know how bad it could be. But I also know how good God's been. And I also know how good God can be. And He's ready to be. And He's ready for you to hear the word of the Lord. Fear not. You say, oh, but. No, no, but. But now, the God of glory tells you stop worrying stop fearing I'm on your side I'm here to take care of you somebody needs to hear what the word of God is telling you today quit worrying about tomorrow and start focusing on today right now is the right time for you to make up your mind I'm going to sell out I'm going to give my life to God I'm going to do everything I can to make certain that I'm one with the Savior who says fear not fear not Why would he say to us in a society that is controlled and manipulated by fear, fear not? Read on and you'll find the answer to that question. The reason why we do not fear is that he has redeemed thee. He has called thee by thy name. You are His. The wages of sin is death. And everything that drives us to death and the fear thereof has been taken by the adversary and manipulated and caused us to become anxious, fearful, and afraid. Sleep deprivation is something that happens to so many whenever they're dealing with anxiety and stress. The less sleep you get, the worse you function. Your mind starts playing tricks on you. You say, Pastor, I thought you were preaching positive. I am. I'm preaching but now. I'm telling you where you've been, but I want to tell you where you can go. And you don't have to wait. We're not waiting till next month or next year. We're going to get the word now. And we're going to do what the preacher said. We're going to respond to the word now. And we're going to reap a result. I want to say today that you can sleep better tonight. If you'll get a hold of the word that I'm preaching. That you don't have to fear. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be anxious. You don't have to be stressed. Oh, but it's bad. I want to hear, but now. Not, but it's bad. The God of glory says, but now. I'm able to speak to you and tell you that I... I redeemed you. I paid the price that you don't have to be stressed, anxious, upset, worried, and afraid. I paid the price that you don't have to be anxious, stressed, upset, worried, and afraid. I redeemed you. I paid the price that you don't have to deal with death and the ramifications that come therewith. Redeemed. Purchased with a price. For God so loved. Anybody remember that? Oh, that was so last year. For God so loved. Have we forgotten? It's only been a week 
But it seems like a year to some because so much has already happened and the fear and anxiety of the future has grabbed hold of us now because we're starting and things don't seem to be changing let me give you a word fear not because God so loved the world that he gave a right now God that says I'm able to take you through the trial I'm able to deliver you from the difficulty somebody needs to hear the word of God I know who you are I know where you are I know your name and I pay the price that you don't have to stay the way that you are fear not don't be afraid don't be anxious don't be worried why because I know who you are I know where you are and I know why you're there so that I can take this sickness is not unto death but for the glory of God that the son of man might be glorified thereby he knew right where Lazarus was when he was in the grave He knew he'd show up and say, Lazarus, come forth, and he would. And the revival that would come thereby, and that's the reason why he had to die. You know, back in the day, they used to say, get rid of Lazarus. He's causing as much commotion as Christ. That's why he died, so that Jesus could call him forth from the grave, so that he could be a witness that there's nothing too hard for God. If God can bring you back from the dead, friend, then he, how many of you know, he did that for you, and he did that for me. We were dead in our sins, and we had no hope of eternity, save hell. But there was a day that he went to a cross and died that for God so loved the world that he gave, and the reason why he came is so that he could say but now but now but now but now fear not I have redeemed thee I've called thee by thy name thou art mine and if you're his it doesn't matter if the alligators got you by the legs. You're going to see some scars on that arm as the one that measures the waters in the hollow of his hand has hold of you. And he's saying, not today, devil, but now. The thief came to steal, kill, and destroy. But God, but God, though we were lost and headed to hell, there was something that happened on that great and notable day. And now we have hope. We have hope of heaven and not hell. Don't fear. Don't worry. Don't be anxious. Don't be afraid. As we sang that song today, I thought the writer of that song has read the passage that I'm preaching from. Because he said, fear not, I redeem thee. So the waters, they won't overflow, and the fire, it won't burn. Would somebody hear what I'm preaching on this Sunday morning, and perhaps into the afternoon, that something that happened a long time ago made this moment happen right now. And he said, don't worry about the waters. They won't overflow. Don't worry about the fire. It won't burn you. I'm going to take you. I paid the price that you might have life, and that more abundantly. But now. But now, it's different. It's different now. Things have changed. What's changed? Perhaps it's our perception. Perhaps this is the perfect possibility to preach. But now, as it's the first Sunday of the new year. Because the same God of 21 will be the same God... In 23, 
But now he is the God of 22 for you. He's waiting on you to see that 22 is for you. But now, you see the waters, they won't overtake you. The fire, it won't burn you. When you're in the waters and they continue to rise. And all you see is the storm. And you're in the fire, and all you feel is the flame. Please understand, I'm not being critical of your crisis. I'm not downplaying your difficulty. I'm not speaking light of the life of hell that's happening in your home. I understand that circumstances... And situations can become so severe that we seemingly can't get our eyes off of the problem onto the one that's able to solve the situation. So somehow on this Sunday, I'm doing my best to passionately preach to you that there is a but now moment and it needs to take place today. Don't wait till next Sunday. Don't wait till next month or sure, don't wait till next year. Right now, understand that the God of glory stepped in into the sanctuary and he's extending an opportunity to you to say today's the day right now is the time that I want to save you heal you deliver you set you free the water won't overtake you the fire won't burn you how can you say that because I've redeemed you I paid the price I'm the one who loved you so much that I knew that this day would come And that your destiny would be defined by a decision to make up your mind on this morning that today is the first day of the best year yet. I'm making up my mind that my destiny is determined by my decision. I will not fear. I've been redeemed. I will not fear for the waters will not overtake me and the fire will not burn me because you have paid my ransom. If you go on and read, we don't have time to read each and every one of the verses, but I encourage you, study the word of God and find that it's a lamp and a light. It'll help you out of the hell that's happening. I'm telling you, get that Bible chart. Read it every day. Read your Bible. Pray every day and you'll grow. Grow, grow. Somebody ought to write a song. So, fear not. Fear not. That's a bold declaration, Pastor, and you're making it again. Yes, I am indeed because it's specifically stated in the word once again. Fear not. Why? Because he is with thee. Who is it that you feel in this sanctuary? Who is it that gives you strength in the midst of the storm? Who is it that moves into this place in such a mighty way as we sing and worship and praise God? It's him. And he's with us. Not only does he know our names, not only has he paid the price, but he's with us. He's with us right now. He's with you. The one that spoke this world into existence, Amos, is right there with you right now. I got to say, wow. Wow. The one who did all of this, the one who measures the waters in the hollow of his hand, came with me and you to this place today, right now. And he's trying to tell you, don't worry. Fear not. 
can you say that, Pastor? Read the news. Let me tell you about my trouble. Let me tell you about my trial. I don't want to hear it anymore. I want you to hear me. I want you to hear what I'm saying. Fear not, for God is with you. God is with you. Here's what he says. Fear not, for I am with you, and I will bring back the backslide. Is there anybody that believes that this year is going to be a year where he brings back the backslide? I'm going to tell you what I believe. I believe that this is going to be our best year yet. I was preaching a men's conference in South Dakota and the the minister that was preaching, as I was preaching with him and then he had words to share with me that were words of encouragement about the destiny of this particular church, the church that I'm privileged to pastor. And he told me in that time of sharing what he believed the Spirit had given him, that we are destined to double, that God is going to see in this year a church that's going to double. And as I've watched over the course of the last few weeks, and I want you to know there's a reason why every Sunday it seems pastor gets up here and says, look around, there's a ton of people that aren't here. Because if we could just get back those that we lost when COVID came, we would be halfway there. I want you to understand that the Spirit is reaching, that the Spirit is speaking. He's waiting for somebody to buy in and believe that what he's saying is true. And he says, fear not, I'm with you. I'm bringing the backsliders back. I'm bringing your family back. I'm going to go to the north. I'm going to go to the south. You read what I'm telling you. I'm not making this stuff up. It's in the word of God. He said, we'll go to the east. We'll go to the west. I'll go to the ends of the world and I'll bring your family back. I want you to know, you may sit by yourself today, but you won't by the end of the year. Why? Because there's something that's happening right now. But now, you say, wait, let me tell you about this and that. No, hear what I'm saying. There is a word that is being preached. There is a word that is being spoken. And that word is, but now. But now. now I want. I, I understand why, why some are standing. And I, I want you to let the record reflect. I appreciate that greatly. Because there's nothing worse than preaching as passionately as you possibly can. That ain't easy. I know I feel that way. Sir. It's the way I feel sometimes whenever I'm preaching as passionately as I can and somebody's saying, my roast is about to burn. Hear what I'm saying today. Hear what I'm saying. I know about the problems of the past. This is not the first time that I preached at First UPC. I've been preaching here for about 19 years. Brother Clyde, we've had some good times. We've had some bad times. We've had some mountains. We've had some valleys. We've had some trouble. We've had some trial. We've had some triumph. But now is the words of our Savior for today. And today he says, but now. What that means is your past is behind you. 
And your future is before you. And what you get tomorrow determines what you get today. And if you'll get something today that'll take you into tomorrow, then there just might be a day soon where there's folding chairs out for something besides a funeral. Maybe it's because there's going to be somebody that says, I'm coming back. I got the Holy Ghost there, and now I'm coming back. I remember I prayed through there, and now I'm coming back. There's somebody today that needs to see that your family's coming back. I wish somebody would buy in and believe what the Spirit's saying. But now, once I was lost, but now, but now, I'm back. Woo! But now, somebody say, but now. But now. But now. I remember, I remember as a kid, my dad called me a Philadelphia lawyer because anytime it was time to apply the Board of Education to the seat of knowledge, I would say, but wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. There was a reason why I was saying, but wait. But wait. I don't, yeah, I think you picked up what I'm putting there. I would try to validate why that a whipping was not necessary. I would try to say, no, 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 I understand. You don't have to do that for it to get here. I got it. Loud. Wait, 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 wait. I pray today that somebody will say, wait, 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 I got it now. I get, but now, God, I understand. I don't have to go through another trial to understand that you're the one that delivered. I don't have to go through another difficulty to understand that you're the deliverer. I don't have to get lost so that I know you're a saint. I wish today somebody would say, but now, I know God is for me. I know God is with me, and I won't fear. I'll not be afraid. He paid the price. Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. I will go to the north and to the south. I will do what I must do to bring them back. Bring them back. Those that have chosen not to see will see again. Those that have chosen not to hear will hear There is a great revival of backsliders. And it's time now. The best time for your family to be saved is now. The best time for backsliders to come back is now. The best time for people that just decide that Sunday is not significant is now. There are some people that aren't backslidden. They just decide sometimes, you know what, I don't want to go to church on Sunday. You know, I don't really, I don't really think it's important to be there on Wednesday. I don't really have to do that. But now, we need to see how close we are. How close we are to the coming of Christ. Now is not a time to backslide. Now is a time to get in with everything that we have within us. For you. For your families. For your future. But now. As I conclude today, I speak to you as the scripture continues and tells the tale of how that he delivered his people when they came to the Red Sea. 
we all know the story, or perhaps most of us today, how that they came to the Red Sea. The Red Sea was in front of them, and Pharaoh's army was behind them. I sense, I'm not certain, but I sense that even had the Lord not opened and parted the Red Sea, that perhaps that's where they would die that day. I think that there were, I think there were many of them in that moment that had a made-up mind that with Pharaoh's army behind, that what was behind them was so bad that they'd rather die than go back. I feel like that perhaps they would have stepped in and been overwhelmed by the waves of the Red Sea and plummeted to the bottom thereof and died the death of drowning rather than go back to the slavery of those that were behind them. They made a decision that our future, our future is before us. Our destiny is determined by a decision to proclaim that our future is before us. The sad truth of it is many Sundays there are people that come into the sanctuary and they cannot conquer their past. They live with the problems of their past. They live in the problems of their past. They are defined by their difficulties. Their destiny is determined by a decision To live in the past. I want to preach to you today on this first Sunday of this new year. That it's time for you to have a but now moment. And say my decision has already been made. Good, bad or indifferent. I'm not going back to the past. I'm going to keep on marching forward. I want to tell somebody today. If he parted the Red Sea for the children of Israel. There's hope for your future right now. You just need to make up your mind. I'm going to take a few steps on this Sunday to an altar and I'm going to watch God open doors that I never dreamed he could. There's somebody that if you'll just take a few steps to an altar there's a future that's brighter than it's ever been. You don't have to live in the past. There's hope from a but now. But now things are different. Destinies are formed and shaped by decisions made in settings like this. My prayer is today that someone will see that God is ready now. God is ready now. If you'd like to stand, I'll close with reading. Beginning in verse 18. Remember ye not remember ye not the former things neither consider the things of old put the past behind you put the past behind you and don't even look in the rear view mirror there's too many of us that are worshiping God on the highway to heaven but we keep glancing and saying I don't know about you, these newfangled deals where that you can back up your car and watch the camera so that you... I can't do it. Brother Bob, when I'm backing up, I can back up. 
I'm, I can't even trust what that camera's saying. I can't even trust that. Beep, 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 beep. I want to look back and see what's behind me because I don't want it causing me any problems. Let me give you a little advice. Don't be like me. Don't, don't be looking back. Don't look in the camera. Don't look in the rear view mirror. Keep looking forward and saying, there is no reverse in this car today. We're dropping it down and drive and we're going to go His way. Because He said, I'll make a way in the wilderness. I'll make a river in the desert. What does He say? Read verse 19. Behold, behold, I will do a new thing. Somebody hear what I'm preaching to you today. Behold, I will do a new thing. When? Behold, I will do a new thing now. Somebody say now. Now. You say, the punctuation's not proper for that word. In the spirit of what I'm preaching today, you need to hear what I'm going to say. I'm going to say, the way I read that is, behold, I will do a new thing now. But now, but now, I will make a way in the wilderness. I will make a river in the desert. Say, Pastor, if you could only see in the spirit and know where I am. I'm lost in the wilderness. It's dry in the desert. I preach on this Sunday, but now God has a way in the wilderness and a river in the desert. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Is there someone that's courageous enough to be transparent enough with heads bowed and eyes closed to lift your hand and say, Pastor, I need a but now moment. I need a but now moment. I need something to happen today that will determine my destiny. I want to tell somebody in the Holy Ghost that God is ready to do for you what you need Him to in 2022. He wants to be what you need Him to be. I wonder as they begin to sing and play with somebody that wants to see God do something just walk from where you are and find a God that says but now it's different. Just a few steps from where I am there is an altar that there is a but now moment that waits for someone to make up their mind on this Sunday that now 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 things are different but now but now but now but now it doesn't have to be the way that it is it doesn't have to be the way that it was but now I'm here to declare to you my past is over. Don't be satisfied to stay in the stagnant state that you're in. Don't let hell have a day. Let let today be a day where you say, but now God, 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 but now God. Come on, God's changing. God's changing you. God's changing the situation. God's changing the circumstance. God's changing the difficulty. Today, God's going to do it for you. But now, but now, but now, but now.